Hi, this is Jonathan, aka Roadblock, and I play Jonathan the Match Muscular, the Human Wizard. Hi, I'm Jules. I am the rock gnome Bernice Q. Burns. Hi, this is John, aka That Film Guy. I'm going to be playing your half orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks, who was in fact raised by wolves and is too enamored of ale, wine, and other intoxicants. Hi, I'm Jack Edithil, and I'm playing Travancore, a half elf archer and the viceroy of Glenmar. And I am Lauren, aka Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks, the party headed back to Greenest with lots of questions about their recent encounter with dragon cultists. Along the way, they found Waylon Varys of Waylon's Wagons of Wonders, stopped outside of the town. After showing his wares, some which were more wondrous than others, Waylon asked the party to find and bring back alive his star attraction, a young flump who recently escaped and maybe is dead. Back in town, Leosian was told of what the party encountered at the farm, and he brought them to meet Governor Tarbo Nighthill to share their warnings and concerns. The governor took all this news very seriously and vowed to do what was necessary to protect his city. Back outside, Leosian promised to share any news he found about the Cult of the Dragon and suggested the party go to the Temple of Shanti to find out more about the statue they found. And that's where we begin tonight. Welcome! To Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks, I'm your DM, Lauren, aka Obo Crazy, and tonight I'm drinking something quite fun. I've got alcoholic root beer. This is not your father's root beer, 5.9% alcohol by volume, and is quite delicious. Carlton? I am John, aka That Film Guy, and I've got Midas Touch by uh, Dogfish Head Brewery. It's basically a beer they created by examining remnants of an ancient drinking vessel. And Travancore. Hello, I'm Jack. Some of you know, may know me as Jenga Ship. Tonight, I'll be playing the role of Travancore, and tonight I am drinking Walt Witt, locally brewed Belgian-style ale that has... Check out that beard. Damn. Right? And it has... It's actually brewed with chamomile and uh, grapefruit feels, so it actually kind of has a nice like summery feel to it. Does it taste like Walden Pond water? <laughs> I have no frame of reference. Um, You're drinking something called Walt Wit, and you don't know what Walden Pond is? I know where it is. I just haven't drink, drink in the pond. It's water. Walt Wit, as in Walt Whitman. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. on the bridge that connects uh, John's home state to uh, to my home. I was just worried when you said you had no frame of reference, you meant what the fuck is Walden Pond? Well, or who is Walt Whitman? <laughs> yeah, I was worried. I'm not There's worried. just a hint of leaves of grass. I'll put it that way. <laughs> All right, Jonathan, what you drinking? Uh, this is Jonathan, a.k.a. Roadblock. I am playing Jonathan the Magic Muscular, and I am drinking a, once again, Ace Pumpkin Cider that's in the fridge. I'll be right back. <laughs> and while he runs off to the fridge, uh, Bernie, what are you drinking? Hi, I'm Jules. I play Bernie, and I am once again drinking Summer Basil because I still have two of these left, and they're yummy. Um, and maybe I'll eventually start drinking pumpkin beer, but not until this is mm. gone pumpkin beer hey all that's required is that it's yummy right i know this is quite yummy i have a cold so i'm probably hopefully also alcoholing away some cold germs well doesn't alcohol kill bacteria i mean isn't that how it works i uh, in my head yes <laughs> what's um, the saying drink a cold under the table so you guys have just left the main fort of greenest after meeting up with governor tarbo 
and you're all suddenly feeling a little more powerful and a, a little more capable and a little bit more like you're a level two character. Yay. I flex in celebration. Ha. What is this feeling? So sudden and new about the moment. No, sorry. Suddenly I weigh like two pounds more for no particular reason. You gain all of your XP in your thighs. I gain all my XP <laughs> and and poor Carlin's like, Did you get he- did you get new armor? No. My neck. I can barely breathe. <laughs> I seriously, it's two pounds on like thirty five. I think you're fine. <laughs> She's gone from a large cat to a very large cat. Yeah, I've gotten I'm like yeah, I've gone to I'm now your fat orange cat. There you go. What would you guys like to do? I think we should go to the Temple of Shanti. Yeah. Yeah, I've got yes. this, this thing. This, also, uh, I realized something last time that I don't think we specifically called out. Has anyone seen noodles? Noodles. The cats. Yeah, we'll. You have not yet seen noodles. Although, in fairness, you haven't been looking for noodles. I think we should go look uh, for noodles. Okay. Do I, we, I, I know the, the town is at risk, and and things are going to get really bad. People are going to need well, their we got to find noodles. They're going to need their We got to find noodles. We got to find noodles. We got to find noodles. So as you guys walk into the center of town, you're actually passing by the job board that you originally saw when you first came into Greenest. And as Jonathan mentions the lost cat noodles that you first discovered when you first got in here, uh, you take a second to actually look at the job board and you don't see the notice anymore. Huh. Uh-huh. It's been taken down. However, you you do see something familiar you actually see someone familiar she's rushing towards you in the center of town as you're you kind of stop at the job board and go noodles i wonder what happened to noodles as you're heading towards the temple of of shanti a familiar tiefling comes walking up to you hey lady dovakin hello (laughs) Hello. dorveen my name is dorveen lady dora the explorer hello fusroda It is good to see you again. I was hoping to find you here, if not back with your friend Leosium. I have a job for you, and I would much rather have you, some trusted people, do it than any of these riffraff. And she points to the job board. Lady Dorveen, you have been good to us, and we have drank a lot of your beer and eaten a lot of your food. Yes, you have. Uh, and we really, really appreciate it. I mean, I, I, I super yeah, tasty. I, I, and super tasty. On this is what I wanted to talk to you about. See, the reputation of the Running King was put into, let us say, the negative until I became the owner, and unfortunately, reestablishing those ties have been incredibly difficult. We've just now started to restock ourselves, especially when it comes to meat. For us, we can produce many fine quality bears, but in order to keep our patrons from, let's say, drinking themselves under the table, we need to be able to provide them with food. Lots and lots of food. Yes. But our meat stores are running very low. And I fear that the first shipment of fresh meat from one of the town's farms nearby will not arrive for many more days. I need hunters. I need strong and capable men and women who can bring me deer or boar 
or anything that they can hunt down. And I see, I see. And she kind of, she doesn't actually touch you, Jonathan, but she cups as you flex a little bit your your nice big muscle. And she says, and I see that strong and capable hunter is in your blood. And I, I, I smile and I point at Travancore and I say, he's got a bow and arrow. I, I see. And it is fine craftsmanship and... I know that you will wield it well. Bring me deer and boar, as many as you can, and I will pay good gold for whatever you can find. Lady Dorfine, deer and boar are about to become an endangered species. <laughs> and I say okay. that as a, I've been flexing this whole time, and like to the point that I'm shaking a little. I've been flexing so hard, and I'm, I give her the last. She winks at you. And starts to walk away, kind of happy that you're you're taken care of, and then stops and turns around and says, oh, oh, one more thing, be very cautious in this area. There are giant boar roaming the woods, and while I will pay top, top prices for their meat, they are very dangerous. And so if you decide to just bring me the regular pig you can find, I will be more than happy. I'll point my arrow in a meatward direction. <laughs> <laughs> and she waves and leaves. Okay, but seriously, guys, where the hell is Noodles? What is, I still think we should go find Noodles. You... <laughs> At least check with the owner and make sure they came back. Do we know who posted the uh, the notice originally? No, but it can't be that big of a town. We can just go door knocking. Uh, <sighs> you, can, you can roll me a history check if you'd like to see if you can remember who it was that it originally posted the notice. Sure. Uh, 17. Although I do have a photographic memory for a month out. I got a nine. Is that seriously one of your things is you have a photographic memory? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we had a 17 and nine. We have a photographic memory. And, a and John, what was yours? And a 10. Okay. Travancore, you seem to remember from your 17. Oh, I actually rolled a 20 just now. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Unnatural. So Unnatural. You, yeah, granted. You guys seem to remember... The, the name Silbella comes to mind. And then Jonathan, as you wait for people to try to remember, you just pull it out of your photographic memory and remember that it said lost cat, white fur with black paws, responds to noodles, 25 GP have found and returned to Silbella Loris. I think we should go check with Silbella Loris to make sure noodles has been found. Sure. I mean, I'm sure there are boar on all sides of town. Yeah. So we can just pick the... We could just pick the route that'll take us by her house. Right. So are you just going to ask around? Or who are you going to find out? Because you, it doesn't have a an address. I have an on... idea. Why don't we swing by the temple? They may know about this, and we have to talk to them anyway. Yeah, what a sure. great idea. Let's go to the temple and tell them about the death of their um, people that go to church there. Oh, by the way, do you know where this cat owner is? <laughs> John, where Mary. the fuck is Noodles? You work on the Segway. Tell me where he is. <laughs> where is All she? Right. It's... So the Temple of Shanti is actually fairly close by. Oh, the town square that you are in is also where a lot of the shops are. And very close to that is, is where the temple is. It's a rather large, very basic stone structure. It seems to be have uh, to have been built for practical purpose rather than aesthetics. It's got a couple of windows and a fairly large spire. It's kind of your your classic 
church spire. As you walk on in through the wooden doors, you see that the uh, symbol of Shanti is actually carved into the, the wood as part of the, the intricate carvings in the front door. Her symbol is a blooming rose, and it's, it, it's quite beautiful. It's really nice craftsmanship. As you enter the main part of the temple, it's basically row upon row of pews. There are little flower pots everywhere with, with some nice flowers, some roses, but a lot of other blooming plants. And it smells very fresh, very green inside, uh, something that you, you wouldn't necessarily expect out of a temple. You're fairly quickly greeted by a young man who is wearing kind of simple plain brown robes and he says yes may i help you hi hello young lady how may i help you um well we're looking for somebody who knew someone named lily he cocks his head a little bit and he says i'm i know many lilies that's a of a very popular name, especially those of the devout of Shanti. Do you have any other information? She lived on a farm. And... and what was their last name, guys? What was the last name? Photographic memory should remember this. Yeah. So, how exactly does your photographic memory work? Is it just anything and everything? It, it, it works one month out. So... I remember everything from the last month. That you heard, seen, or read. Exactly. Okay. Uh, you know that it's the mother is Lily, the father is Jacob. They've got two sons, but you don't know their names. Uh, the last name is Lindbergh. Lily I... Lindbergh. Yeah, go ahead. You, you got it. Her last name is Lindbergh, and I pull out the statue, and I just say, we found this. Belongs to her goes to take the statue and then stops for a moment and says let me go get the head cleric I, I think he might be able to help you more and rushes off down kind of the center of all of the pews off to the right there's a few people actually in the church most of them are kind of scattered in pews praying softly themselves there's a couple of people up at the main altar there is specifically one older gentleman. He, uh, as he rises and this young man runs up to him, you can see that he is a half elf, a uh, very dark skinned, thin figure. He's wearing the the same kind of brown robe that the, the young man who spoke to you was wearing, but they, they seem to be slightly finer, maybe, maybe a, a nicer lining, but they're still kind of simple plain brown robes the two of them speak for a moment you see the young man point back to you guys and this older gentleman now slowly glides toward you towards you he has this very comfortable smile on his face and as he gets close he bows to all of you and says i i've been told that you are looking for someone that i might know can i see the statue please I reach down and hand it to him. He takes it and runs his hand over the carving for a little bit and kind of nods to himself and then turns it to the bottom and reads the inscription and hands it back and then says, May I ask where you found this? Um, are you sure you want to know? Well, it would be weird for you to end up with Lily's statue, so I am 
quite curious where you found it. You uh, might want to have a seat. He ushers you over to where there are some chairs uh, already placed kind of for as a seating area. Uh, he takes a seat at one of the pews kind of facing out at you and, and says, please, I suddenly feel bad news. Just please tell me. We found this in her house. We found it in a house we think is her house. We got, we got news of, of kobolds operating in the area. We checked it out. We killed them all. They were worshippers of Tiamat. And unfortunately, the homeowners were killed. Oh, this is, this is very sad and troubling news. Can you tell me where this farm was? And I can tell you if that was indeed their farmstead. I relay the location as best as the magic muscular can. Okay. You actually pull out the map. Oh, right. Yeah, I've I've got a map. Sorry. And it only takes him a moment as you point out on your map where it is. And then he he nods. (sighs) I'm I'm afraid you are correct. That is where the Lindberghs live. Did you... Did you... Did you actually see any bodies? We saw two adult bodies. Dead? Dead. Actually, you didn't. I don't think you saw any bodies. I don't think Did we. Did we not? You found you found a whole. You made a couple, made bodies. A couple bodies. You made a, a couple cobalt and a couple of humans. But but you didn't really search the entire homestead. You went upstairs. You didn't. You found some blood, but you didn't find any bodies. Oh, okay. We found Sorry, Mister Magic Muscular, with your with your. You go. We found two bodies. Oh wait, those are the bodies we made. No, we didn't find any bodies. The the cleric kind of gathers himself for a moment and then says. I am sorry. I I should have introduced myself. My name is Edian Falconmoon. This is the temple of Shanti that I run here. And these were very, very good parishioners of ours. They, they were definitely kind and gentle people. And so to hear about this is troubling and distressing. I, I do know of some of their family in town I believe Lily had an uncle and the the sons definitely have friends in town who would be curious and worried so I will make sure that that they find out if you want to keep the statue I I can only believe that that Shanti led that to you so that you could give us this information it is it's made by one of our acolytes here at the church. He does very fine work. Is he present? I don't believe he's here now, but I can definitely pass along his words if you'd like. He'd be very flattered. But if if you would like to keep that, we we have our own memories of the Lindberghs that, that we can hold on to. We're deeply sorry for your loss, and it's a pleasure to meet you, albeit under such sad circumstances. I am Travancor of Glenmar. And I extend my hand to shake his, like just past, like this. Just past the wrist, kind of one of just those. Pa- yes. Yep. Like the he, old school handshake. Correct. Old school handshake. He and shares I, an old school handshake with you. And I hand, stick my hand out to take the statue back because it's mine. And now. I say, okay. I'm I'm John Jonathan the Magic Muscular, and I hold my hand out like like friend. Like you're gonna arm wrestle? Yeah, like, like you know hey, how like, you. What's up? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. So I do I, that, and then I bring him in for a hug. He welcomes your hug. 
you would think a lot of other people that you just met that you then gave bad news to would shy away from that kind of physical contact. He actually very gently and gracefully accepts and comes in and gives you, 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 you take the hug and are kind of surprised because this is the first person in a while who's, who's been like, hey, yeah, hugs. I want to hug you. And then there's this moment of where he is, he is radiating this very calm, very peaceful atmosphere and you, you can't help but feel even though you didn't know the Lindberghs at all that maybe you were carrying around a little bit of sadness and now just this simple hug you kind of feel a little better like a, a small weight has been taken off and he he steps back away and, and smiles he hands Bernie back the, the statue and then I pat him nicely on the head like very like it's okay his hair is, he's got this kind of mass of, of straight black hair that runs down to about shoulder length. And when you pat his hair, it's, it's surprisingly soft and fluffy. And he looks at Carlton and says, does she do this all the time? Yes, it's her thing. It's adorable. I just like keep start like it's like a nice, like it's gonna be okay. <laughs> he, as you say this, his his eyes light up for a moment. You kind of see the light bulb go off. And he said, you mentioned uh, dragon cultists? Yes. Followers of Tiamat. Have you spoken to... there? There's a friend of mine in town. He goes by Leosian Erlanthir. Have you spoken to him about this? Yeah. Yes. Have. Oh, you know Leosian. We do. Oh, yeah. He Leo, smiles and says, Leosian and I go back quite a while yeah Leosian's been letting us stay you tell that that irascible monk the next time you see him that I've missed him in my temple we'll be sure to relay the message we will pass it on he bows to you and goes to leave excellent you guys get 200 experience total for returning the statue and telling telling Edian about the family okay so just an even 50 each right and even 50 each. Okay. What would you like to do next? Well, yeah, we let's... Uh... Oh, wait. Is the priest still oh, wait, there? Wait. Let's ask him where Noodle's uh, mother is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's bowed and left. You guys are, like, heading towards the main doors just as you're about to leave. Oh, Noodles. And you don't see him anywhere. Like, it, it looks like he's gone around a corner again. But the same young, younger acolyte that you first spoke to is still standing there. It looks like he was about to hold the door open for you as kind of a, a gesture of, of welcome and of thank you. Uh, good Have sir. you seen a cat? Excuse me. Do you know where a Silv- Silvella lives? Is she in the area? I'm, I'm sorry. What was, what was her name again? I believe Silvella. Uh, Magic Muscular, you remember. What was her name? Yeah, Silvella. <laughs> Silvella Luris. He thinks for a moment, he says, Oh, yes, the cute little girl with the fluffy little cat. Yes. She was so distraught over that. You probably saw her posting, didn't you? We did. We just we wanted did. to make sure the cat came back. Yes. Her parents were so embarrassed over that. The, the, the cat uh, wasn't lost. They had taken the cat to a animal specialist because she was having kittens. Oh. Cat is doing just fine. Oh, that's wonderful. How lovely. She she wanted she wanted us to bless all of the little kittens. It was the cutest little thing. And she still has the all the kittens. Oh no! Oh, Jonathan the Mad Muscular is just like, like just awestruck with cute. He is just like. 
Uh, hey, Magic Muscular. Jonathan. Jonathan. Can I have a kitten? No. Carlton wants a kitten. <laughs> no. Can I have a kitten? No. But I oh. might. I do need a familiar. No. The acolyte <laughs> sees the adoration in your face as you mentioned kittens, and any attempt at staying the the calm, ethereal, you know, practitioner of the temple completely drops and he actually hops up and down. He says, they're the cutest little kittens. They're so white. Oh, my God. And oh, my God. And there's the you, runt of the litter. Oh, my God. The runt was I, so cute. I want to hold one. And then way from the front of the temple, you hear a voice echoing through the temple. It's not stern and it's not loud, but it seems to just ring out through the temple. And you, you hear this voice say, Jays, and the the acolyte in front of you kind of immediately stops jumping up and down, and gets calm again. He says, "Sorry, the kittens are very cute." <laughs> then that's a lot of things. <sighs> Bernice hits so Carlton on the he, head. He holds open the door and bows and kind of grins under his under under bowing his head. And it's just like they are very cute. Well, we're glad that um, the cat's okay. Let's go kill I am too. Guys. Let's go kill some boars. All right. Fine. We'll deal with cute things later. All right. So you're going to head out of town and do a little bit of hunting? Before I do, I'd like to make a one gold piece donation to the uh, temple. Excellent. There is a donation box right by the door. You walk on over as as Jay's is holding open the, the door for you guys and everybody's filing out. You walk on over and ding. You hear it fall. There's obviously some other donations in there. He His smile turns from, isn't this the cutest thing, to genuine thanks. And he, he says, thank you. May the goddess bless you as you guys leave. All right. Where should we okay. go? I think we should head to the closest woods for uh, some boars. I'm, I'm down. Let's, let's I don't know. That sounds boring. I, I facepalm. Jonathan, roll to see if you can stay in the party. <laughs> I reach over and I gently hit him with my mace. Oh. Jonathan, roll a d4. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, wow. <laughs> Hold on. You make this pun and you turn to your compatriots and go, ah, ah, and don't see a rock on the ground and trip and fall and, and slam your face into the ground. Take two points of bludgeoning damage. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. But you do manage to pick yourself up and dust yourself off. And end, if I die because of the two fucking hit points, <laughs> I have curing things. I'll yeah, but you're not going to use it on me. Not if you keep making jokes like that. Yes. All right, so. you guys head out of town. At this point, it's about midday. It's maybe just afternoon. It's a gorgeous early fall day. Sky is bright blue, dotted with clouds. It's cool, but not really cold. And in the sunshine, it's actually really, really pleasant. As you step out the main gates of Greenest, you're once again greeted by um, the the sound. Oh, I've just lost my page. Of Waylon. Over to the right, he's still got his wagons circled. He seems to be over a fire pit that he's gotten going and seems to be making some sort of lunch. He sees you walking out and he goes, Hey, don't forget the flump. Flump, yeah, you, we won't. Yeah, sure. Sure, buddy. <laughs> what if we just, like, lit it all on fire? No. Okay, Bernice, no. we need to have a conversation about that. We can't solve all of our problems 
with burning things. Just well, most of them. Just, a good we... portion. A surprising amount, but not all. What if we just, you know, unhooked all of his oxen? We'll, we'll revisit this later. Fine. <laughs> Wink. All right, you guys head out into the woods, and you're just going to... Are you going to hunt down anything in specific? Would you like to... I kind of want to go after some of these giant boar, because I feel like they're the highest ticket item. Can we roll yeah, a... Let's, yeah, let's... I, I'm also in favor of the boar. Okay. The giant ones. Looking for shit? Okay, well, if you're going to look for shit, I mean, you're out in the woods. This is where they all shit. You can find plenty of it. No, I mean, like, looking... Let's roll a let's find stuff is that perception? are you looking for anything in are you looking for anything in specific signs of giant boars perfect i would love you all to roll nature checks nature, nature. of course i oh, yes going to be bad intelligence i'm not very nature <laughs> i roll a one oh, i am also I rolled a one not very nature wow double one i rolled a I four there must be Nature sucks. Wait a minute. There's no uh, Travancore, weren't you in. proficient in nature or something like that? I guess you could say finding things out here is not in my nature. Are you uh. proficient? <laughs> oh, God. Roll to see how much bludgeoning damage you take. This is hold not on, hold on. No, no. No, I want Lord to say it. I want, I want to hear Lord say it. So, Travancore, you, you get out into the woods, <laughs> and this is your element. You, you are a ranger. You have studied nature. You're like, guys, 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 I've got this. <laughs> and you, you oh start looking around on the ground. You're inspecting leaves. You're looking at twigs. You reach over and you pick up a rock and you're like, I, giant boar must have gone this way. It turned over this rock. And Bernie looks at you and says, that's a piece of poop. That's and sure poop. enough, you're holding a giant turd. But... It does look like a giant piece of poop, which could mean the boar did go this way. Well, as Travancore drops the giant piece of poo and then stands there with his disgustingly full of poop hand, trying to figure out how to, you know... I wipe my hand off on Carlton tanks. The only piece of clothing I have is a loincloth. Do you sure you want to reach down and wipe it off? No, on it, on your arm. On your arm. I'm not, wait, wait a second, wait a second. I have to ride this beast. I like him smelling nice. If I, I think, be... I mean, well, first me. of all, he's it's, Carlton. The shit smells so he's not going to Yeah, first of all, he's Carlton, so his his natural odor is what it's going to be. Second of all, I think we can all agree we're in a pretty shitty situation here. Look, I scrub him Get the down fuck out. Okay, that's two. You go to that's You two. go to wipe the the shit off on Carlton. Hit him. And hit him Carlton and I, like, smack him out backs the way. away. B- backs away. Travancore, you've already kind of reached forward expecting to lean on this giant half orc and immediately fall forward onto your hands and knees and roll me a d4. Oh boy. You're going to take poo damage because you You're going to take poo damage. Poo. On one of your friends. The forest is going to kill you guys. <laughs> three. Awesome. Uh, you take three embarrassment damage. <laughs> is that even a thing? Yes. Yeah, I'm the DM. Damage. Ask the DM if that's a thing. It's a thing. Okay. 
On the plus side, while all of this hilarity is going on, Bernie has gone and re-examined the, the, the rock slash poo. And yes, with your role, you do verify this does look like it comes from a boar. You're pretty positive the size of it means it does come from a giant boar. And you've got a vague idea that this seems to be going in an easterly direction. And you, you think you can at least get your, your party going in the right direction. Does the poo, like, you know how you, like, blood drops have directionality? Does the poo have directionality? Was it, like, kind of? A, a little bit. You, you, you can tell by the way it dropped, and you can actually, now that you're familiar with what this specific poo looks like, can actually see, oh, this, this boar must have been walking off east because it went. I look at Carlton and I say, we have to follow the poo. I shall follow that poo. Follow the poo. We follow the poo. You guys follow the poo for about 25 minutes through the underbrush, and I'd love you all to make perception checks. So, Carlton had a 23. Travancore? 15. Jonathan? 16. Bernie's? Uh, 14. Okay. Carlton, as everybody is still kind of arguing over the poo, you stop, and you hear something. You hear a rustling in the bushes up ahead of you. It's, It's rather loud. What is it, boy? What do you hear? I think, I think Timmy fell down a well. <gasps> no, not Timmy. <laughs> uh, you pause a moment and kind of all cue in on the rustling. And after about 10 seconds, about 30 feet in front of you, you see a small wild pig walk out from the brush. And it's snorting and, and digging in the underbrush. It seems to be about... 30, 35 pounds. It's got the coarse brown hair of wild pigs. It it seems to be a female. It doesn't have any tusks. And it, it hasn't noticed you yet. So it's a hairy version of me? Oh, uh, do you crawl around on all fours and if poop in the woods? If I did crawl around on all fours and poop in the woods, I would be this pig right now. The pig it... also does not cast uh, cleric spells. So I draw my longbow and fire. Wait a second! Ask. This- Pig could not have made that poop. Well, as as you're saying, this pig could not have made that poop. Travancore has drawn his bow and has taken aim. Go ahead and roll an attack. So Travancore, is Glenmar anywhere near Brynmar? They're not too far away. Nineteen. <laughs> you hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Eleven. Nice. You actually nail this thing just in its upper spine, kind of right behind one of its pointed ears. It sinks in pretty deep you hear this this loud (laughs) and it falls over dead and it kind of twitches a little bit but you've just brought this thing down i walk towards it is it a baby boar it's not it's not a baby it does seem to be a full-sized uh female boar you doesn't doesn't seem to be that old, but, you know, it, it seems to be a good size for, for some of the boar that are in this area. And Travancore, go ahead and roll me a perception check. Fifteen. All right. You walk on forward. You hear Jonathan ask in the back, is this a baby? And uh, taking a look over this boar, no, it's it's very clearly a, a full-sized boar. You, you just happen to nail it in just the right spot. You had a really good shot on it. And as you reach down to start to dress this thing, you hear this. And you look over to your right, and about 15 feet to your right is, is a very, very large boar. This thing seems to be the size of a small horse. It's got two huge, 
gleaming tusks coming out of the the front of its maw and it is glaring at you with the hatred of a thousand suns and with that we will roll initiative and i say now that is what made that poop <laughs> all right guys let's What's the initiative bonus roll initiative yeah. travancore 15 and bernie and Carlton? 15. Jonathan, what's your what's your initiative? 10. So, Carlton, what you actually see is Travancore stoop down to take a look at the boar he just killed. And then this horrible snarling sound off to the right. And you quickly kind of zoom in on this giant boar. Uh, this, this reddish brown coarse fur. These gleaming tusks. And it is just glaring death and hatred at Travancore. What would you like to do? First, I'm going to grab Bernie from out of the saddle and just grab her and then plop her on the ground next to me. And then I'm going to... Okay. I'm pulling my axe I'll out. I'll count that as part of your movement. Yeah, I'm pulling out my axe. And as I'm running, charging the boar, I'm banging my wrist against it to make a lot of noise to draw its attention to me. And then I'm going to okay. try to smack it with my great axe. Just cleave it. Sure. So you run on up and go ahead and roll your attack. 14. That hits. All right. For five. Okay. You are successful in getting its attention. If the noise didn't really attract it, the slash down its flank absolutely does. And it goes, and it turns, and, and now it's hey, beady, anybody wanna, hate-filled eyes are on you. Anybody want a slab of bacon? <laughs> and Travancourt, is now your turn. You see your friend rush up and distract this boar from charging you. I draw another arrow. This time I'm aiming for his left eye socket. Okay, go ahead and roll an attack. 24. Damn! That definitely hits. Five. All right. You don't quite hit its eye. It it kind of skitters off the, the brow ridge and implants kind of into the, the top of its back, but it it feels it and it shudders, and now its, its attention is kind of split between the two of you, and it is Jonathan's turn. All right. Let's try and make this easy mode. I am going to try out one of my new spells, so I... I loosen up, I crack my knuckles, and I whisper in my best pig whispery voice, sleep. <laughs> All right. What's the, uh, do I do a save or do you do a, an attack for that? I'm pretty sure you do a save, but let me check. Yeah. Let me know. Uh, All right. I need to roll uh, 5d8s for the hit die. Okay. Whoa. All right. So it's 22 hit die of creatures total I believe is what it is let me just double okay. check uh, the spell sends a creature into a magical slumber roll 5d8 the total is how many hit points of creatures I can affect creatures within 20 feet of the point I choose are affected the setting order of their current hit points ignoring unconscious creatures and so then starting I have to do with a creature save, that right? has the lowest hit points each creature affected by the spell falls unconscious until the spell ends. So I have to have 22 or less in order for it to be affected? Yes. Unfortunately, the giant board is not affected. Oof. Neither am I, because I have 29. Is that a... Is it any creature, or is it only oh enemies? Oh my god, did you just put us all to sleep? <laughs> I would have... I, I know... I would have put put the, the range in the back of the boar. The boar's butt. I'm smart enough to do that. Yeah. I mean, I'm still right so up on like, it, so it would have affected me. Okay, so it's it's a certain radius. Any creatures within that radius? Right, but it would, and, and the only people who are in combat would have been the pig. And if you, if we want to argue that Carlton was near, 
it still wouldn't have affected him. Right. No, you would have been smart enough to place the center of effect far enough back that it would only have affected the pig. Sadly, the giant boar, you now know, has more than 22 hit points. Oof. And so is Including not... I'm like, guys, he's a big fatty, and I back up a little bit. And I, I kind of, I kind of like, put, have my quarter staff at the ready. Okay, Bernie, it is your turn. Okay, I'm going to use... Hold on, I'm deciding between two spells. I'm going to drink some more. As am I. I've still been to... All gone. I, I'm just going to use Sacred Flame because I can't figure it out Bane right now. Oh, Bane is fun, and Bane is Bane is really good for if you have multiple targets. Um, but Sacred Flame, I make a saving throw, right? You make a saving throw, and you still have to beat 12. I don't think I'm going to... Well, is that a dexterity saving throw? It is a charisma saving throw. Charisma? charisma? I thought wow. so. Maybe not. This Maybe giant... hold on. Better be one charming pig. <laughs> I thought it was charisma. I feel like that's what we've always done in the past, but I'm not 100% sure. Oh, no, it I know it is a dexterity, dexterity saving throw. Damn. Okay. Well, either way, he rolled a five, so he has a five, so, so he I, fails. And now I so you get hit him. to roll 1d8 radiant damage. I take PX3 burning damage. All right. And I say bacon is a gift pigs give you when you're good and now part of his flank is ready to be fried but he is still standing and it is his turn and he is he is super upset at a lot of things all right carlton he is just gonna try to gore you i figured here here comes here comes the first tusk uh but i don't think an 11 is gonna hit it does not First tusk comes at me, I kind of grab it and push it aside. Oh, and I do the same with the second tusk. Then the eight definitely does not hit. So he he comes at you with one tusk and you knock him out of the way. He comes at you with the other tusk, you knock him out of the way. way. He he snorts at you and scowls, and it is now your turn. Man, yeah, this these pigs should know not to come after me because when they come after me, that just kind of throws me into a rage. You know, and I'm just going to rage all over this pig. All right. And I'm going to try to cut off some more bacon. All right, so 14 plus 2. So 16. That hits. Roll that beautiful bacon damage. Uh, And 17. So you bring your axe down. You've kind of swiped these two uh, tusks out of the way. You bring your axe down, and you just gash really deeply into its, its front right leg, and it falters for a little bit, and then gets back up and starts pawing at the ground, and it's it's still pissed. And Travancore. I'm going for that red eye again. All right. Let's roll it up. 17. You hit. Okay. And darnage. Darnage? I suppose damage. 11. Oh, very nice. This time you actually do hit the eye. Yes. It pierces right into that right eye and it screams in pain. You can see the arrows just embedded in that socket and it's it's looking a lot worse for wear. Jonathan, it is your turn. All right, well, let's, uh, I love the smell of roast bacon. I try and firebolt him. Okay, is that an attack or a save? It is, I believe it's an attack. And I'm assuming you're going to place it so it doesn't hit Carlton? Yeah, it's just one target. Uh, 17. That hits. All right. For three damage. Okay. 
the smell of burnt pig permeates the woods. The shaft of the arrow that Travancore implanted goes up in flames. Hair starts to get singed off of this thing, but it is still standing. And Bernie, it is your turn. Okay, I'm going to use Guiding Bolt, which is a ranged spell attack. Okay. Oh, shit. High five. Is that a natural? No, it's 16 plus 4, but... That definitely hits. That definitely hits. Absolutely. So it takes uh, 14 damage. As the fabulous Matt Mercer would say, how do you want to do this? Let's think. So both of its eyes are gone, right? Or just one of them? One of its eyes has been pierced by that arrow. That's so anticlimactic, the eyeball. (laughs) I... I would like it to be roaring at me, and I would like well, to shoot the guy. If you take it the bolt. other eye, it would be blinded, wouldn't it, Lauren? No. But she's about to kill it. Okay, I'm about mind. to kill it. Let me kill <laughs> this thing the way I want to kill it, Carlton. Uh, you can kill it the way you want, but if it wasn't going to kill it, I'd say blinded so we get a Calm. Calm yourself, Iago. All right, so I would like it to <laughs> roar up in great anger. All right, it does. It and it feels the first impact, which was just a one no, damage. No, 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 no. It's going to be like, ah. And then it's going to get hit in its mouth, and the guiding bolt's just going to go all the way down its gullet and just explode. But only enough to rupture the insides, not enough to do damage to the meat that we're going to get paid for. <laughs> all right, <laughs> it eats the first bolt, and it snarls and roars at you. And then three more bolts just down its gullet of this bright white flaming energy that you've cast forward. And they come shooting out at their backside brown. And the thing <laughs> wavers and snarls and falls over dead. And I go, hey, Tiamat! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you feeling okay there, Bernie? You know, just trying something new. Oh, I wipe my hand off on, um, anything nearby that can absorb poo that's not human. Okay, <laughs> as, not me. as you're wiping, as you're, so you kind of find a patch of grass on the ground. Yeah. You wipe your hand off, you wipe your bow off where you grab the bow with your poo hand. Mm-hmm. You kind of are cleaning everything up. So you're kind of on the ground, wiping, 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 and then you hear this snarling. And your head instinctively pops up and you look over at the dead boar, but no, it's it's dead. Carlton is like gently kicking it with a foot. It's it's totally dead. But you still hear this It's dead, Jim. There's more coming, I think. Out from about twenty to twenty five feet in front of you, there's a brush line. You see three or four of the smaller boar come rushing out, see you, screech to a halt, and then book it to the left. And then from that brush, two more giant boar appear. And uh, we're, we're actually going to roll a second round of initiative. Uh, Carlton, what's your initiative? 18. Oof. We're waiting on Travancore. Jonathan, I got a 16. Yours? Travancore Seven. is five. Seven. Tra- only a five? He rolled a two oh, plus yeah. his dex. Okay. And Bernie, I'm sorry, what was yours? 16. 16. Oof. So two more of these giant boars appear out of the brush as some of the the smaller ones kind of go scattering. They don't stop. They are charging towards you guys just full of of righteous 
animalistic fury. And Carlton, since you're up front, you actually see them as they're bursting out of the, the brush. So you get a chance to act first. What do you want to do? Ooh, an opportunity attack? No, you're oh. just first in the initiative order, oh, okay. and I'm doing I just good RP. I to be in the order. Okay. I see him coming, and I'm like, oh, shit, more, more bacon. Okay, I'm going to charge up and try to cleave the first one because uh, I'm still raging. Okay, so right, go for it. Let's go melee attack. Yeah, this has been just a couple of seconds in between downing the one and two more showing 11, up. 11, because I'm raging. That does not hit. Yeah, I didn't think so. Uh, you're a little surprised. You're able to kind of get yourself moving, but it's charging towards you as you charge towards it, and it just you just miss it. So, Bernie, you're up next. I'm going to cast Bane. Okay. So the way Bane works is you get to choose up to three targets, and then they have to roll a saving throw, if I remember correctly. And this one is charisma. Yes, and you'll be happy to know that their charisma is minus three. These are not the most charismatic boar. And you feel right. your voice getting strange along with your cadence. <laughs> fine, fine. Hold on, let me swallow this muffin I'm eating. All right, so I'll roll for the one on the left first. Oh god. <laughs> uh, holy 20. Holy what 20. What the fuck? So the one on the left rolls a natural 20 with their minus 3 that is a 17. Does that beat your spell? Yes. Okay. This is the most charismatic like you aim bane at it and it just grins at you and you miss. It's so cool. Uh, and then the one to the right. Oh, thank god. That rolls. I that would that. be an I 11. That one. Bane. Okay, so remind me what Bane does to one that... Okay, hit. so whenever a target fails the saving throw, they... And if any type... So the target that fails the saving throw, whenever they make an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends, and the spell can last up to a minute, the target must roll a d4 and subtract the number rolled from the attacker saving throw. So basically, it's what 1d4 from whatever their attack roll is. Okay, so the one on the right is baned. And essentially, you you can just use concentration to keep it going. So next round, just um, basically every time the, that boar comes up, remind me. But you can do other things. Okay. Perfect. Uh, it is the boar's tur turn. So we'll start with the one on Carlton that has been baned. It's going to try to gore Carlton. Thank you for baning so... that one. I got your back, buddy. It does not hit. Yeah, I and then back, once I have the, the minus, that's definitely not. I mean, hit. 11 doesn't hit either. Yeah. Oh, well, then the 4 minus a d4 is definitely not going to hit. So it's so distracted by feeling the hex of this they have gnome cleric. No, it just has two attacks. Oh, left and right. Gotcha. <laughs> left tusk, right tusk. Got it. Yep. The second one is going to charge the archer. Oh, crap. That one's not baned. Oh, shit. I'm going to speak in my bane voice. <laughs> you should do it. <laughs> You're doing good. That, that's a pretty good bane. He's charging at you. So that's a 16 versus AC. Ooh, um, that's going to hit. Okay. I need you to make a strength saving throw. So I need you to roll your d20 and add your strength modifier, which I know is bad. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So d20 minus... Really wishing minus you didn't two. take that poo damage. Here we go. <laughs> Boom! No. It, no. No. It, it, nope. According six. to the sidebar, it's six. Yeah. What? 
That looks like a 20. I saw a 20. It's not mine, though. I don't know why it's a 20 on the graphic, but it's a 6 in the chat. Chat's what we're going with. Yeah, I've eventually turned off the graphic just because it slows everything down. What I see is that you rolled an 8 minus 2. Yeah, 6. Okay. So this boar just barrels into you. One of its tusks kind of grabs your side, and you get knocked prone. And you're gonna take some damage. Oh, you fight like a younger man. Admirable. But mistaken. Now you're taking eight slashing damage. Oh. And you are now prone in front of this very angry boar. All right, let's get out the big guns. Jonathan, you're, the big guns are yours. All right, I attempt to hit the boar with a chromatic orb, one of my other new toys. Okay, which or- which boar are you going after? The one on Carlton or the one on Travancore? The one on Travancore. Uh, 14. 14 hits? Yay, all right. Uh, I choose lightning. 21 damage. Oof, nice. Okay. So it knocks into Travancore, gores him to the ground, is rearing back to go after Travancore again, and just this this bright opal-colored orb smacks it into its side right next to its head and and knocks the the goring horn off to the right just just so that it doesn't get a chance to stomp on Travancore again and it is bleeding and super hurt um and anything else you'd like to do uh that's it all right, Travancore, you are prone in front of this boar. It is half your movement to stand up. And if you try to shoot while you're prone or right next to this thing, it's going to get an attack on you. It's going to get an attack of opportunity. Can I just back up? Uh, you can try to scuttle back it, if you try to move away from it. If you want to use your entire movement to disengage, that would be an action. You wouldn't get a chance to act, but it would not get an attack on you. That's probably the best thing. I'm gored. I'm no condition to shoot an arrow at this guy. Okay. You take your entire action to stand up and back away from it. So you get a couple feet away. And do you have any bonus actions or is that all you want to do? Uh, I think that's all. I don't think I have any bonus actions. Okay. Uh, you are out of its range. Carlton, you, you've got a boar in front of you. What would you like to do? I'm going to attack it and this will be my last round raging because that will be the full amount of time. I believe, because okay. it's... All right, so I'm going to uh, attack it uh, with the great axe and try to cleave off some bacon. I do not cleave off some bacon. <laughs> Sadly, no. I, uh, just that goes to a 10 with the rage. No, that's just... You just, like, hairs on the top of its uh, top of its back. <sighs> just miss. Bernie, you're up. Um, let's see. So there's... That one's baned. I think... How much... Travancore, how how many hit points do you have left? I have 13 left. Oh, you're fine. So I'm going to cast Sacred Flame again, because it's a cantrip and I can do that, right? You can do that over and over and over again. On which one? Uh, On the one that is not banned. Okay, the one that attacked... Or maybe the one... There's the one on the left that is super hurt, and the one on the right that is attacking Carlton that is banned. That is not hurt at all. That is at this and moment. And he's got now. minus four on attack rolls, so that's fine. I'm going to attack the one that's super hurt and see if we can put it down. Okay. And he needs to make a dexterity saving throw, and let's hope he's not as dexterous as he is charismatic. <laughs> charismatic. Charismatic. Um, he's not. I like charismatic. He is better. not. Uh, he does not save. Go okay. ahead and roll damage. 
got a four. Okay, so that kind of orangey, uh, white, divine energy comes streaking out. You actually nail it right in the snot, but it is, it seems to be laser focused on Travancore. It is, it's just head down preparing for another charge, but it looks super hurt. Uh, And now it's their turn. Let's start with that one. Travancore, you got away from it. It's going to run right back up to you, and it's going to try to hit you again. Okay. But a nine probably isn't going to hit you. It's not. Okay. I still need you to make a strength saving throw. Oh, great. Okay. So it's barreled into you. It's missed you with its tusks, but it's still trying to knock you back over. Oh, 17. Ah, so it... It's ungainly. It just got hit with a chromatic orb and a and a, a streak of holy energy, and it just totally manages to make it up to you, but otherwise it can't hit you worth a damn, and you are fine. Carlton, the one on you, is going to try to hit you twice Wait, with his Wait, I'm, I'm still concentrating, right? Yep. yep. I'm still concentrating. He's still baned, so... So he's a minus four. Here comes the first attack with his tusk. Please, please, please. Oh, thank God. So that would be a 20. Wait, what? So I rolled an 18. The D4 was a minus 3. He's got plus 5. He's got a plus 5 to hit. Ah. Oh, that hits. All right, here comes the second horn or the tusk. Oh, well, that definitely is not going to hit, no matter what kind of plus. So he gets you with his first husk. Oh, that was the... Okay. So that's going to be nine slashing damage, but you're raging, so... I think you're still raging until the end of... until the beginning of your next turn? Yeah. Okay, so you'll have that rounded... Right. Oh, wait, so... Down. And Jonathan is back to you. This this boar is still attacking your ranger friend and is... How quick do my magic missiles come out? Super fast. They are... They're lightning quick reflexes. What I'm, what I want to do is, I only want to use the requisite amount of magic missiles on this uh, boar, because I can hit him. I can send them to different targets. So you do, in this case, have to declare where they're gonna go before you roll damage, because they'll basically all come out at once. I want to do a heal check. Uh, is there heal check still? Not a heal check. Make a perception check to see how hurt this boar is. If these are three separate arrows, then you could do one arrow, see what happens, one arrow, see what happens, one arrow, see what happens. 15. I should have used that. Well, I guess I wasn't rolling a, uh, a d20. Okay, so 15's your perception? Yes. This boar is looking really hurt, but they are, they're big and meaty, so you're really unsure how much it's going to take to bring this guy down. All right. I fire everything at this thing. All right. Roll damage. 11 damage. 11. All right. It stumbles, but it doesn't quite go down. You feel like you've once again got it off kilter enough in where it's going to have a hard time uh, attacking Travancore again, but it's it's still standing. Travancore, it is your turn. All right. Another arrow right between the eyes. So I rolled a 12 with my bonuses. That hits. Okay. Five. <laughs> that is just enough. So... <laughs> Jonathan pegs it with three magic missiles uh, right in its face. And as it's shaking to try to clear its vision, you just right into the top of its head through its skull (laughs) and it goes down and it is dead. And I go, now you have my permission to die. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And it is Carlton's turn. to say that for 10 minutes. (laughs) 
Now my first rage has ended, but I've been swinging and missing at this thing, which really pissed me off. And I'm raging again, but this time I'm going to attack recklessly. What does that do? That gives me advantage on melee attacks. But it also gives me advantage on attacking him. Yeah. Minus so four. first one is 17. Definitely hits. And 12. So both would hit, right? Both hit. All right, so I'm going to go with the 17. And I'm going to hit for uh, 7 plus two, uh, 9. All right. You actually lop off an ear. And, and hey, if anyone has a dog, there's now a pig ear. Ricky, come get a pig ear. I wonder if Noodles would like it. Can we Depends save it for Noodles? <laughs> no. All right. Ear goes flying off into the forest for a dog to go find, and Bernie, it is your turn. I think we're just going to stick with what works and do Sacred Flame again. Okay, let me... And I think it's also, hold on, like, with the Bane, because this one is Bane. It's saving, yep, it's saving throw It's saving well. throw is a minus four, too. Yep, so that would be... And it's a dex? Yes. <laughs> That'd be a ten, so I believe you hit. I hit, and I hit for 1d8 and 2. 2? Nice. Uh, you managed to ping it in the other ear. The other ear stays on, but now it's looking pretty badly singed. And it's its turn. It is once again going to try to gore the giant guy in front of him. And I'm still concentrating. So 21? Yeah, that hits. That will be a 15? Second one misses. All right, so he hits you with one of his tusks. That's going to be eight slashing damage as it once again manages. So that'll be four. That'll be four. Jonathan, you've killed, you've helped kill a pig. There's still one left. All right, I'm going to throw my best spell at it. Let's do Acid Splash. Do you guys remember that time he royally fucked up Acid Splash? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. You thought acid was your ally. <laughs> See, now you're just going to have to make sure you bane all the time so that Bernie can do this. So Jules can constantly all right. be doing it. It needs to make a dexterity saving throw. All right. And it's taking the negative on that as well. So, so that would be an eight. So I think you hit. Yay. All right. Roll, roll damage. And remind me with, with acid splash. Is that also... Uh, an area? Uh, yes, but I can place the area. You can since Perfect. it's a uh, since it's an evocation, I can I can shape it. Perfect. Now. So it takes six damage. All right. So acid burns into its skin and it screeches in horror, but it is still standing. Uh, Travancore. Like <laughs> Sorry. Pretty much, except lower, deeper, and with more base, which okay. I can't do either. Travancore, you for the first time, practically this whole fight. You don't have a boar in front of you. What would you like to do? I feel like I want to change it up a little bit and put an arrow in its head. Okay. <laughs> Headshot. You know, just... uh. Right through the nose? 14. That hits. All right. Roll my darnage. Six. Perfect. It's looking super rough. It's really, really hurt. That arrow does sink in. It actually goes into the side of its head with the ear that got lopped off and sticks out of the, the side of its head. And Carlton, it's your turn. I'm going to, you know, maybe instead of slice cutting off some bacon, I'm going to go for a nice uh, pork butt. I'm going to, like, try to cleave it again. Okay. But, All right. But, but, so but. the first roll is 11, and I'm still attacking recklessly. 11 misses. Uh, and then 22. 22 hits. 
All right, and I'm going to hit for uh, 14. Oof, massive hit. It recoils, and it, it kind of slides back, or it slides forward as you take off a, a butt shank, but uh, it manages to hold to its feet. It, it rights itself, but it is, it is looking super hurt. And Bernie, it is your turn. Okay, so I'm still concentrating. Okay, Bane I'm is still going. between... I think we're just gonna do, we're just like, roast boar sounds really good, we're gonna do sacred flame again. Okay, here comes the saving throw. Oh yeah, that's gonna hit, you're gonna hit it. Roll damage. That's not fair. <laughs> so uh, you manage to kind of skid your, your sacred flame off of one of its front legs and it staggers, but it is, it is still standing. And with that, it's going to try to attack Carlton one more time. So I get advantage on these because you're reckless, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. And then I have to do the negative four. So numbers. So that'd be a 13. Misses. Would be my high one. All right. Here comes the second toss. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, we could just say that's going to hit. The 19 is probably going to hit. So that's 16, 17, 19. So that's a 21 to hit. Yeah, 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 21 hits. You take seven slashing damage as it careens and does its best to try to, to get you with one, of its, with one of its tusks. And that's rounded down, right? It's rounded. Everything is always rounded down. Okay. All, so half rounded down. Half rounded so down. All numbers three. are rounded down. And then, Jonathan, you've got a, a almost, like, hanging on for dear life boar. All right. I am going to... I'm going to do this cool maneuver where I put my uh, my quarterstaff into my into the slot that's always been in my back, and at the same time, bring up my crossbow and fire. You're going to shoot it with your crossbow? Hell yeah. All right. I've never used this thing before. I paid like 25 GP for it. Poser. Right. <laughs> I don't think that's going to hit. Yeah, that is not going to hit. So you, right. you pull out your big shiny new crossbow or, and you are so proud of this thing and you're just totally distracted by how shiny and new and powerful it looks that you just totally miss this boar. You guys remember that time Jonathan Royley fucked? <laughs> God damn it. Okay. <laughs> I say, it's okay, buddy. And I bend my bow back, have my arrow, I release. I okay. also move up on it, so I move a little bit closer. Okay. 18. That hits. I rolled twice, I think. Hmm. The, the lower one is four. As the fabulous Matt Mercer would say, how would you like to do this? I bend my, my, my arm back, I release my arrow, and I say, today is not a good day to be a boar. <laughs> and it, it just has time to register those words before your arrow pierces its brain pan and it falls over dead. And you've got three dead giant boar in front of you. And let me do some math. And don't forget the small pig. And the small pig. You are absolutely correct. Maybe we can get the small pig. So what what we can do is to carry him back, we can just like each of the each of the normal sized people can take a boar to drag, and then the small one can take the little boar. There you go. I'm going to be carrying two boars and a person then. 
<laughs> no, she can. Bernie, you're walking. Her own you're walking back. You guys get a total of one thousand three hundred and sixty. Holy shit! Wow. All right, hold on. I gotta write that down. One thousand six hundred. How much was it again? I'm sorry. One thousand three hundred sixty divided amongst the four of you. Gotcha. You'll have to do that math. Okay. Three forty each. Three forty each. Yeah. Three forty each. Okay. So that's what? Hold on, hold on. That's seven nineteen. Seven nineteen total. Yes. You take about an hour and harvest from these four pig, the three giant and the one small, everything edible, basically, and put them in various sacks. It's going to be quite a bit to carry. I like to carve up, take out one of the tusks and, you know, for myself as a little souvenir. Perfect. Uh, I'm going to need you to roll a nature check. Nature is intelligence. Come on. I roll a nature check for a 20. tiny tusk. Unnatural. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, the the last one that was attacking you, you reach down and you take one of your knives and, and carve out the tusk and you manage to get just whole one of its huge bloodied tusks. Nice. Eventually I'll carve it out into a tree. I want one horn. of the tiny tusks. Eventually. I think I should have to, like, not meet as... Well, the, s- the tiny boar. <laughs> the small boar that you killed was a female, so it doesn't have any tusks. Would you like to go after one of the big ones? Yes. All right, roll me a nature check. I got an 11. Do you have any bonus to that? No, but I don't have any detractors, because nature's intelligence, right? Nature's intelligence, yep. You're, you, you cut away, you cut away, you cut away, and like you're pushing down and trying to pull this thing out, and it goes, and it snaps in half. But I can keep half of it because that half is probably just the right size for me. You, yes, you can keep, you can write down top half of boar tusks. And actually, at this point, while she's finishing that up, I need everybody to make perception checks. And I show it to Carlton. I'm like, look! (laughs) Proud of you. Thank you. Boar. I I am totally into the, the boar dressing here. 18. I perceive something. I, uh, okay. I get. I got a 19. 10. I rolled a 10. I'm distracted by my tiny tusk as I thought. So a 19 for Bernie and an 18 for Travancore, it looks like? Yep. And then an 8 and a 3. Okay. Uh, well, so... mine's 10 because I'm proficient in perception. Folks. Oh, okay. So Carlton and Jonathan, you guys are really intent on just gathering up all the meat that you can, packaging it up, putting it in bags, getting ready to, to transport it back to town. Travancore, you're kind of moving in between a couple of the boars. You've come over to, to look at the, the half of a boar tusk that, that Bernie has managed to, to snap off. And the two of you are distracted by hearing something. And it's not something out in the woods. It's almost like on the edge of your consciousness. It's like you hear a voice, but it's in your head instead of coming through your ears. And, and what you hear is, help me, help me. Did you hear that? Yeah, it was really fucked up. And that is actually where we're going to stop for tonight. That's creepy. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a tease. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Keep an eye out for the second half of this episode coming soon. Meanwhile, follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or at our host podcast, at Glibshark, or www.glibshark.com. And see you next encounter.